want to learn about random stuff. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to Thanks, Tiny Computer. That's Sheridan. And that's Taryn. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I can't believe it's morning. It's well, it's almost time. It's almost noon. I mean, we're just used to sunny days. It does feel a lot later in the day because it's kind of dark and you stuff. You mean earlier or later? Because we started with good morning and now you're saying it's later feeling. Maybe it's... <laughs> I Maybe I'm real confused because we're not in the closet anymore. That's true. So we had a, a location change. Uh, we had a few technical difficulties on the first recording. Uh, so Devin upgraded us on the mics because he couldn't stand it. And, and then did he upgrade? Because oh. these are professional grade microphones. Truly, we're like pros now. Truly. <laughs> Truly. So, <laughs> sorry, inside jokes are not going to go well no. through the podcast. We'll get back to that. Uh, but also, I want to say the recording studio is awesome. But we didn't have the proper gear for voice recording. We only had the gear for like musical equipment. Mm-hmm. So I think this is actually really good. And also Devin kind of explained that he was like, it's not ideal for what you all are wanting to do. It's ideal for making music. And and so, yeah. Yeah. And we're now in Taryn's office and it's way more comfortable I cranked the AC. Devin's in the, out there freezing. He was like, I need a sweater. Put on a sweater, baby. And we have windows so we can see the outside world, which is why I think I was kind of confused on my, what time of day is it now? <laughs> also, how did you feel about our first recording? Okay. <laughs> well, I felt good about it when we listened to it um, when it was completely edited. Yeah. At first, I was not feeling so great. Yeah. Just to be honest. Um, not for any other reason than it is hard to hear yourself. It's crazy to hear yourself. It's Even hard. hearing myself in the headphones, it's it's hard. I feel like it was a really good learning experience. And I think we'll be 200 episodes in, hopefully. And we'll still be like, man, that could have been better. I can talk a lot. 200 episodes is no big deal. <laughs> you are a good talker. Uh, but also it's really nice to not, it's nice to not be in the, uh, sorry, I slapped my leg guys. <laughs> we're still learning what things we can and cannot do. We were talking about other podcasts that we listen to and how do they not make noise? They talk about doing things, drinking wine and not making any noise at all. Yeah. Um, but they also free burp. They freely burp into the mic. But so, another, so po- it's fine if you slap your leg a little bit. <laughs> It's a hoedown, guys. <laughs> so loud. Okay, mom. <laughs> Don't talk shit about mom on here. I'm not talking shit, but listen, my our mom, can, my mom, my mom, our mom, can our clap. mother loves to clap those hands. I usually like it's a hoedown. <laughs> <laughs> Another perk about not being in the sound booth anymore is we won't suffocate and die. I really thought we would. I know, but you know the one thing: if we suffocated and died. In the there, in the, in the there, booth. <laughs> maybe Karen and Georgia would do a, a episode on us. <laughs> I, I wonder if Devin would be accused you're... of murdering us. He's an accessory for sure. 
It was our fault. It's like a suicide pact. I know. Sorry. I don't know. My <laughs> chair is very squeaky, guys. I'm going to try to fix this for next recording. AKA, she's just buying a new chair. I wonder if Devin would get accused of murdering us and then it'd be like this whole dramatic thing and then we could be on a Lifetime movie. I'm sorry. I didn't know you had a goal of being on a Lifetime movie. <laughs> Tell me Not more. Not in it, but maybe like about me dying in a of sound course, Of course. <laughs> it's not that you want to be in the movie. You want it to be about you. <laughs> Makes sense. Gemini. So the other thing that I was excited to talk about is we're like officially on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Promo. I'm, co- I'm just kidding. <laughs> still waiting to hear from Google. Oh, okay. I was wondering I'm like, which one we This were. is a podcast about you. Essentially. Essentially. I mean, you're the leading search engine. I'm not duck duck going. Uh, we're not ask jeevesing this. Exactly. We're Can Googling you make things. that into a verb? <laughs> it's so much easier to make Google into a verb than any other search engine. I'm not yahooing anything. Does anybody even use <laughs> Yahoo anymore? Wait, Yahoo was a search engine, right? I just yahooed this morning. <laughs> I yahooed I, Yahoo. I yoohooed. <laughs> uh oh, my my thing closed out. Hold on. I just wanted to throw in really fast too. I don't want to get into a whole discussion about it. It, it might. I know, but I, we gotta make it snappy. Uh, I watched Watermelon Sugar High by Harry Styles this morning. Homeboy has some serious style. He really does. He's a hottie McCotterson. We we can say these things because he is twenty six years old. I go- I looked it up. <laughs> Devin said we could say Googled because oh. it is a verb. Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> In my research, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> That's going on a shirt. Yeah. In my research. It's going on a mug. I don't know. I just touched the... I didn't hear it. Okay. Um. That... Is I'm so glad you finally watched the video. Yeah. So that's that. I just wanted to throw that in there. I'm trying quick really little, hard not to keep talking. Quick about little it. update from last week. Harry you Styles finally is hot. watched the video <laughs> and did, I love his style. Did let's, you watch any of his other videos? No. Let's drop it. We uh, already talked about this. Okay. It's really hard. What else do you have on your topics? I uh, wanted to give a little Robin update because you requested it. <laughs> Uh, you know, when we recorded last week's episode, we were so young and so, so naive, innocent, so naive, so naive to the perils of the world. So many rose colored goggles, layers upon layers of goggles on our face. Just <laughs> so many pairs of goggles stacked on each other. I just thought these little babies would fly out of the nest and off into the sunset and not into my dog's mouth. <laughs> oh, Taryn, this is a hard topic. <laughs> So my sister, not the girl on this podcast, just kidding. Yeah, that one. Oh, Sher- I was like, excuse me. <laughs> Sheridan was out in the yard and I had gone in to put my swimsuit on. And that was when the robins decide to flee the nest. This was three <laughs> hours after we recorded. Yeah. So hold on. Back it up. Whoa. We both turn around to go put our swimsuits on. And I'm texting with my head down and I just hear a commotion. And my dog is killing one of the babies. 
Now, the other three babies are fluttering around as well. The, I, in the chaos, they thought, oh, my God, it's time to go. And Sheridan they, is screaming bloody murder. God damn it. I'm like, my neighbors are probably thinking there's like some domestic violence going on over here. There was some domestic violence, <laughs> some bird violence. I don't know if it counts. If your neighbors had called the police, I would have simply just had pointed them hand- at Prudence. Handcuff. <laughs> Prudence. <laughs> Could you imagine Prudence and some handcuffs? That would be the cutest thing ever. Yeah, because she's so gentle normally. I know. But when she's killing birds, she's, she's a dick. Vicious and evil. I was really upset with her. Yeah. So then uh, the next day, we, the Robins are, are like. Things have settled down. But they're still scattered about the yard. They're still scattered about the yard. Finally, they're kind of disappeared. They finally flew up high enough. But, you know, they're still learning. And then tragedy struck again. Oh, my gosh. And this time I was screaming GD across the neighborhood. (laughs) And I tried to beat Prudence. Do you see? She tries to blame it all on me. (laughs) You Being loud. But she wasn't witnessing it firsthand. She witnessed it from her bedroom the first time <laughs> hearing me scream. She's like, Sheridan, oh my gosh, stop screaming. At me. I mean, Sheridan talks at a scream level, so <laughs> she just rolled her eyes I really also hard. sigh at scream she, level. She sighed. That sigh was her eye roll. <laughs> that was the sound her eye roll Describe made. Describe my face. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How's your week going? Um, It's been good. Uh. I feel like we've talked every single day, so I don't know what's new that we haven't already discussed, but I did write one thing down that I have to discuss. <laughs> Miller wanted to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Whale went, Rider? No, but also to go along with Polynesian culture, it was Lilo and Stitch. Oh. I never got into Lilo and Stitch. So I never did either, and so when she chose, I was like, okay, that's fine, because we don't watch it often enough for me to be annoyed with it as i am some of the other disney movies we watch constantly but the very beginning of the movie lilo who's the little sister Mm -hmm. is swimming alone in the ocean because that's what you do i mean i'm paranoid about miller being in the backyard alone right right so she's an adequate swimmer exactly and so what do i do i immediately pick up my phone and search how old is lilo in lilo and stitch how old is she four yes four nope not four you get one more Six. She's six. Six years old swimming alone in the ocean? No, that's not true. I mean, Disney movies. An alien comes in uh, that movie. Well, and that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, you're right. I mean, not that aliens aren't real. No, but listen, this is why it's give <laughs> A giant bird just landed on the fence line behind my sister. You cannot make that face at you me. You need to look out the window at it. I'm not, because I'm very professional. Okay, fine. Just kidding. Taryn, that's what I thought the whole time. I'm like, look at you, Disney, going and giving kids unrealistic expectations again. <laughs> that their parents will let Your them. Your prince is not a frog. Letting kids swim alone in the ocean at six years old. You got to think about number one. No man ain't going to take care of you. And no kids are allowed to swim in the ocean alone at six years old. Amen. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. But I agree with you. Anything else to report about your week? No, I've... <sighs> One more thing is that I've just been back on track with um, getting healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, How's it going? It's been going great, actually. Yesterday was, or not yesterday, I'm sorry, probably the day before 
I had a really bad sweet tooth mm-hmm. and I don't have anything on hand when I start. Well, and you're not a sweet tooth person. Right. So are you PMS? Uh, mm-hmm. And so whenever I am PMS is when I have a sweet tooth. And so I don't usually keep anything sweet on hand anyways. And also when I'm doing well eating and stuff, I don't buy junk, but, um, I made homemade brownies. Hmm. Why didn't you bring me one? Well, I made them in a pie pan. Uh-huh. So it was a round pan. <laughs> and so it was basically a brownie cake. But I literally cut them really big, tracked it, ate it, and gave the rest to Miller. Good job. Yeah. So we ate that's them all That's a already. win. It was a win. It was really good. I actually- and that's why I'm that person that's like, quit. don't say you're not going to have french fries exactly. ever again. You need to learn how to have a little bit and then move on from that. Yeah. And I also felt better about my choice to make them at home and stuff like that i was like well i didn't go spend any money i mm-hmm. didn't go through a drive-thru because then i probably would have bought some other french, french fries, fries. <laughs> um <laughs> that will be in the green room for sure oh. um so you went first last time yeah so it's your so turn so do i go first you go first <laughs> okay all right okay so i did talk to a friend about the podcast um and well i've been telling everyone about it i mean not everyone but if it's appropriate i bring it up so well i've been trying to keep it i I tell them it's on the dl okay we have a few episodes lined up it's on the dl so okay good but also because we are going to be announcing it i'm like it's okay if they tell a few people it's not like a secret right and also our closest friends are gonna be the first to know anyways might as well tell them what we've been working on exactly um so I told her that we've been working on this and that we're doing it as sisters and that I was just mentioning that how different our styles of working are and mm-hmm. and working for me like if I'm working at school I have a very different work ethic but doing like a project or something I'm kind of lax and not as anyways we'll get into that but she said oh it probably has something to do with your birth order and I was like haha yeah Taryn's the oldest so of course but um so I was like oh that's something I kind of want to know more about. And I have looked it up before, especially because I'm kind of into astrology and or a lot into astrology. I well, like to- and just different ideas about not just astrology, but birth order or, you know, what what was the personality? Yeah, I just love We things. love those personalities. Exactly. Tests. I just like to know. I think it's very fascinating. Yeah. And so I wanted to look that up a little bit more. Um and so I was like, well, I do want to know, what does it say about our birth order? Yeah, I I have always meant to look into this a little bit more. And we even talked about that one day we did personality tests, but we kind of forgot that yeah, we started talking about and it. And one thing I remembered when I was doing this was we talked about doing the personality test for each other yes. to see what it does. We still need to do that. That would be fun. Um, okay, so I searched a little bit more about birth order and um, I found an article on parents.com Um and this article was mostly for parents who have young children. Yeah. And so, like, if they have two or three kids and they're eight, six, and like four. Like, how to manage them. Yeah. And kind of how that would work out. I'm assuming these parents are having issues with them fighting and things like that. And they're like, okay. Um, so, are you ready? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you about you first. Whoa. That was a really weird <laughs> sound. <laughs> I sound like an instrument. All right, I think she's a little nervous. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to know about myself. I'm ready to. Okay, so I'm going to start by talking about you first. That's fine because I was born first. I'm going in birth order. (laughs) Okay, Uh, so I'm going to go. I'm going to do a list, but I also have things I want to say about each one. So, 
Um, so firstborns tend to be reliable, conscientious, structured, cautious, controlling, achievers. Hashtag truth. Hashtag, those are all things I would use to describe Taryn. I mean, I feel like controlling is kind of a strong word, but I'm more like, I'm more, I know what's best. (laughs) And also, controlling cannot always just be a bad thing. It can be a good thing. Why does that have such a negative condensation? It just does. Condensation? (laughs) Condensation. It has a negative condensation. Uh, Sorry, go on. Oxford graduates over here. Okay, so is that a school? Oxford? Yeah. It's in London, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so I kind of laughed out loud at the structured one when I was reading your list. I was like, of course that's the word they would use. Because that is one word I would use to describe you anytime. I was just thinking about any trip we've ever gone on. Yeah. And specifically, I was thinking about Disney. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we had a, a helper, but let's be real. That would, you still did all the planning. Like, you got the girl. You made sure we all, like, knew what was going on. That's true. Yeah. And then I thought about Yellowstone. Yeah. (laughs) Everything. Listen, these trips are not little trips. They were big trips. We, uh, 10 days each. Like, we needed some organization. (laughs) No, and I think it's great. But I was also thinking, like, every night in Yellowstone, we would, like, lay down, sit down some time, plan out our day. Okay, we're going to hit this place, this place. But you were like, okay, but if we hit this place first, because it's on the map, we're going to... Oh, my God. Okay, Taryn. I I love efficiency. It was perfect, but it's just... I hadn't thought of that. And it's just funny that you just take on that role so naturally. That's just who you are. It's who I am. I Um, love efficiency. Ugh. Yeah. The satisfaction is like, you know, people who like to watch people cut things in a perfect manner. Like the ASMR videos? Yeah. (laughs) No. I know. You're going to love that later. Dick. I I know. I watched like a Brad Mondo video and Mm -hmm. she was doing a haircutting ASMR and he was like, what is this? She's like, how do you want your haircut? You want to look at these different like making her voice make those noises Ew, and then she like people get off on that yeah and then she held up a magazine and was doing her fingernails on it to make i was just like people like this stuff no it bothers i don't like me. sounds visual stuff i like i had to i had to quit i watched only those 10 seconds of it because i can't handle asmr i don't think i'm into it um okay so um the next one i kind of thought sounded the most like you was um achievers that you are always wanting to do some sort of a project and do it well. You're not just a, st- a start a project and I never finish it. You always finish all your projects. So I I typically finish my projects. It gives me such satisfaction. Much like much like efficiency. <laughs> yeah, finishing a project brings me great joy. Yeah, definitely. Um, it also said they're sometimes they act like mini adults, mini like miniature. Sorry, I didn't say like many. Like uh, mini mouse adults. Yeah, mini mouse adults. <laughs> they are also... Which, mom, i am always been the mom of the family. Definitely. But now I feel like you're the mom of the family. Yes. So <clears throat> it also talks about that a little bit, too, later on. Um, but they're um, diligent, and they want to have... Um, they want to excel at everything that they do. And yeah. 
I capitalized on the everything they do. <laughs> Not that this has to do with you being born first. That's probably more of your Gemini side. But you want to do everything. And I you want to it. do it well. I like doing everything. It's so fun. I know. <laughs> I just thought it sounded... Uh, your list, everything sounded just like you. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to talk about middle children now. So... Okay, so I feel like this is, you could be either second born or middle child. Okay, so I did look into it and read more about, especially like people who only have two kids and how their personalities would be a little bit different because there was no younger siblings. So there were probably some things, especially since we did have a little bit longer of a childhood with just you and I before younger siblings came along. But when I started reading more about a middle child specifically, it really stood out as me. So mm-hmm. that's what I went with. Um, so here's my list. People pleasers. Somewhat rebellious. Wink. I knew you were going to make that face. And so I put a note. <laughs> I was thinking about us talking about how I was in high school. So the somewhat is a secret. You're a secretive rebel yeah i think so i was i thought that was really the the interesting part is i'm not like a rebel i'm not gonna go out and be like yeah i don't know what that means but (laughs) (laughs) it was a quick description of what a rebel is um but i did have a little bit of a rebellious streak i feel like you're just more secretive definitely you're very private but that i don't think has anything to do with being a middle child no that's your sign yeah so I'm a people pleaser, somewhat rebellious, thrives on friendships, has large social circle, and a peacemaker. I I don't think you have a large social circle. I think you have a very core. Now yeah. I think you're friends with like everyone. Yeah. I think you're like me where you become friends with anyone you meet. But I think you have like a very core right. group that and, you've been friends with since you were a baby. And so that thrives on friendships. I don't feel like growing up, I necessarily was away from the home and hung out with friends more often. Kind of how the article described, like, kids will go on trips with other families and things like that, which I didn't necessarily do that. But I did have really tight relationships and, like, really long-lasting. So the thriving on friendships, I think, really did stick out because Carly, Alicia, you know, I do. I have, like, that core group of friends. In high school, I do think I probably had a large social circle. I did kind of hang out with everybody. I kind of would do... Well, you got a superlative. I got a superlative. Guys, that is like a popularity contest, no matter what the superlatives were. It's true. I didn't get a superlative. There were... But there really weren't... Okay. There weren't that many people in our... It's not like we went to a gigantic high school, right? We went to a medium size. Yeah. So... No, I agree about the thrive on, thrives on friendships. I mean, your friends are like, I consider them like sisters to me because I've known them their whole life too. Yeah. So I totally think that they're part of the family. Yeah. And I think that I really lean on them as far as like you just said, they're like sisters to me too. So I'm like, they're my, they're my family. Oh my gosh. My list went off. Um, and then, um, so we're go with the flow. Sorry, middleborns. We're go with the flow. Uh, once a younger sibling arrives, they kind of learn to negotiate and compromise to fit in with everyone. And I don't think I ever had to like negotiate or compromise. I never really felt like that. But I do feel like I was always kind of go with the flow. Like I never, I don't remember ever being 
angry or upset about anything. Like a middle child, typically they say. But the fitting in part, I do think mom always talks about that I was loud and obnoxious as a kid, but like funny. So I think that was like my way of like getting attention. I was going to say, um, I'm I'm just trying to recall. So like when Noah, our third born sibling, came along, I was about nine. I think I just turned 10, maybe. He was born in 95. I was, I just turned nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was obsessed with him. I was his little, I mean, I changed his diapers. Like he was my real life baby doll. But when poor little baby Evan, our fourth in line came, I was like 15, about to be driving. I mean, I got my driver's license the day I turned 16. I was out of there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I wasn't paying attention to you. Not in a mean way. I no. just like, it's like I have these distinct moments where I remember when Noah came, when I, when Evan came. And I don't really recall your reaction to when they came. Right. And I think that was, I think that goes perfectly with the list. A peacemaker, go with the flow. Like, I'm just along for the ride. What does Taryn want to do? What does Noah want to do? I didn't necessarily have any. I think that's true. Tantrums. But I do think that I try to get attention by being funny and obnoxious. And you're both of those things, and we love that about you. AKA, <laughs> the school called mom a lot because I never stopped talking. Because I'm a middle child and nobody listens to me. And now we have a podcast. Um, so, it said also that um, uh, on a different post, this was on the Washington Post, um, it talked about birth order having nothing to do with personalities as adults mm-hmm. which i really thought was interesting and that's why i threw it in um when do they consider you an adult i wonder yeah and also though i think that we kind of just have accepted our roles i think that these roles that they listed really apply to you and i and i think that we've kind of accepted those just subconsciously we didn't mm-hmm. do it intentionally yeah but that's just how we are. And we did take some of those traits into adulthood adulthood with us. Because I do feel like I'm definitely a peacemaker, like, at work. Like, if we have not issues necessarily, but different Challenges. things we have to compromise yeah. on, I'm definitely the one that will just step up and kind of take the lead on projects and things like that. Because I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers or make anybody uncomfortable. So, I just think that they're kind of ingrained in us um, already. And, yeah, our signs probably have a lot more to do with it than birth order. But... Uh, I don't know. I feel like ours holds true. I think that the those traits really sound like us. Also, a different article talked about gender and age spacing can also affect everything. It will just throw it all off. But it did talk about being three to four years apart in age is like the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. I know. I tell all my friends three years is the perfect year. It, of years. And like we are like exactly exactly three years. It talked about being two years apart they'll usually fight more and then be really close as adults but that three they'll be close like their entire life i feel like we were always close yeah. i mean when you came i was obsessed with you you were once again you were my real life baby doll mm-hmm. for someone who's never wanted kids i was obsessed with my siblings you were you were the oldest you took on your mother role perfectly which is probably why i don't want kids i'm like i've had kids <laughs> since i was three years old <laughs> I have been a mother my whole life. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to the beach when I'm 30 and I'm never talking to you guys again. Uh, So that was the whole thing. I I don't have any other 
articles or anything. I looked up a lot of stuff and I wrote it all down. But I think for the most part, I was just pretty interested in our birth order and how it related to us as our working style and how this podcast has been going. Taryn has been very rigorous, very structured, keeping us on track. And she'll text me. Sheridan's a great employee. But again, I'm... I'm a peacemaker. I'm just like, yeah, I go with the flow. That sounds great. We'll do that. Yeah, that po- that podcast site is wonderful. I'm glad you looked into all of them. You so we were, when we were looking into podcasting, uh, podcast hosting sites, I picked out like the top five because there's like five thousand. And Sheridan's a single mom. Like I don't expect her to make a list of all the best podcast hosting sites. So yeah, when I come up with an idea and it's something we want to do together, I try to take on most of the work because I know you're. You're raising a child. That's you're true. Trying to keep a you're, human alive. You're also dealing with murderous dogs, though. So I don't know who's got more on their plate right now. Dicks. <laughs> but yeah, I think it. You know, regardless if I had a kid and was yeah. a single mom, I think you would just take on that role either way. That's true. I mean, I love to dream, and part of my thinking is like, man, if we can do this right and still kind of be relaxed about it, who knows what could happen? It's very true. Okay. Oh, are you, you excited? When you make that noise, I get so excited. <laughs> I, I made lots of mouth noises. <laughs> so, my story, a brief backstory that led me to my Google of the Week. Uh, so, one of my favorite trash shows is The Real Housewives of New York City. Have you watched it? Nope. You've never watched any? Yes. Yeah, so, this ha- show has been on for a very long time. Such a long time. I think when I was in college and I had... Um, dorm room inner um, dorm room cable we watched on bravo right yeah yeah so i when i had my tonsils out a couple of years ago i started with beverly hills and i don't care how vapid it makes me sound i love them There's, everybody likes some sort of trash it's like so good well i like a lot of trash but i really like the housewives of beverly okay hills. and right off the top nobody can judge anybody for what they like i'm tired of that thank you okay. I, I appreciate girl power yeah. So during quarantine, I asked my friend. Hold on. Even though I like to judge you for liking The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Oh, my God. It's so good. Okay. Sorry. Your, um, your friend. So my friend, Lindsay, who helped me discover the Beverly Hills Housewives, I asked her during quarantine. I was like, which housewife should I watch now? Because there's like 20 cities now. Oh, my God. So There are so many housewives. <laughs> so one of my favorite women on the show is Carol Radzawill. She's a little bit of a Carrie Bradshaw wannabe, or maybe Carrie Bradshaw wants to be Carol. And either way, we should all hope to be as fabulous as her. She is like the super cool writer, dresses so cute, like doesn't even have a kitchen in her super cool Manhattan apartment. Because she only eats takeout? Yep. (laughs) The life I'm trying to live. (laughs) She weighs 100 pounds. Like she is Carrie Bradshaw. And then I start wondering, wait, was Carrie Bradshaw inspired? by carol anyways that's not my story but that is a new goog alert okay yeah (laughs) dibs so anyways carol was married to the late anthony radswell who they mentioned in the show was a kennedy relative so i bust out the old tiny computer to see how they're related carol's husband was a cousin to the kennedys his aunt was jackie o so as i'm researching this i was led down the rabbit hole to my drum roll please the kennedy curse (gasps) (laughs) I know. (laughs) So it's no surprise that Carol's husband was struck down by the curse. He died at age 40 from cancer. They were only married for five years. 
Okay. Yeah. So can you guess how many Kennedy deaths there are? Um, of all time? <laughs> of From all- the curse? Well, yeah. Uh, um, Kennedy specifically would probably be 24 deaths. Well, it was a little high, but 13 Kennedy related deaths. I was only off by 11. <laughs> <laughs> So you're halfway there. <laughs> Good job. I was more than halfway. I was over. You were less? Wait. I overshot by 11. 11. <laughs> so almost half. So you were less than half away. Yeah. Also, we're math geniuses. <laughs> it's really important to if know. If you need help with your math homework, give us a call. Never. Our tinycomputers at Don't call us. <laughs> we'll just Google all the answers. So from plane wrecks to drug overdoses to boating accidents... And these aren't just deaths. There there are numerous incidences that are not something you see every day, like murders, rapes, and amputations. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> just this past April, Robert F. Kennedy, JFK's brother, his 40-year-old granddaughter, Mavie McKean, and her 8-year-old son, Gideon, went missing in a canoe. I know. And their bodies were later recovered. But is that not insane? They're dead bodies? They're dead bodies. Not horrible. Oh, my gosh. I know. This is... It continues. I know. I'm I'm excited. So, I'm not like a hardcore Kennedy family fan, but of course, like the obvious stuff, like Jackie O's stunning, has iconic fashion sense, and all the men are handsome. But also, this curse is super interesting. I know. There is something to it, because this is all you ever hear about them. Yeah. I mean, the curse is interesting, and it's kind of fun. Not fun in like a, oh, I want to live in a Final Destination movie. But it <laughs> Wait, is you fasc- don't? <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun in a fascinating way. I still won't drive behind trucks that have large pieces of wood. Hell no. No. <laughs> I just won't. Or ladders and things. Uh-uh. No. Okay, no. sorry. No, that's okay. But, you know, it's just interesting, like... The way our culture as a nation and world has progressed, I'm not sure it's a curse. Oh, it's definitely a curse. (laughs) Well, I kind of come to the conclusion that it's recklessness with their own white privilege. Yeah. Oh, okay. I went there. Okay. I mean, this is a very wealthy, upper crust, beautiful family. They're like the American royal family. I wonder if that's why Taylor Swift dumped that Kennedy guy she was dating. She should stay. She was like, I am not about to get wrapped up in this curse. No, because, yeah. Okay, sorry. They fly planes, they can get their hands on drugs, and can get away with murder. I mean, how about a little rape on the side? I mean, these people have all the money, all the power, all the privilege, and they can get away with with a lot of things because of this. Sorry, Jordan's face right now. It's so great. It is riveting. <laughs> I mean, the way you are reading this is so <laughs> riveting. I'm, I, I'm like Devin, where he will watch movies and kind of move his mouth. Yeah, I will. You're making me very excited. I right will. Now, too. They are <laughs> looking at you being. If excited somebody about in a movie story. swims underwater, I will hold my breath until they come back you up. Oh, so I hate underwater movies. So the way you're reading it, I'm just like on the edge of my seat. You're reading it so in- exciting. Thank you. Okay. Um, so anyways, I mean, these are like, w- this is like the definition of white privilege. And like, you can be a poor white person and have white privilege. But these are like the creme de la creme. But I do have to say they are Democrats. So I'll give them a free pass. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> this is not about to get into politics. No, it's not. Okay, back to the first. Uh, let's start with the Kennedys who died in plane wrecks. 
Do you want to guess how many people died? No more guessing. Five out of 13. Five? Uh, Yeah, five people. You guessed how old Lila was. (laughs) And I guessed how many people died in plane crashes. Well, when you listen back to this, you'll hear that I started to say five. So I think I planted it in your head. Oh. (laughs) It's those sister spidey senses that are always tingling. So five people from 1944 to 1999 died in plane wrecks. If I had any relation to the Kennedys, I would not get on an airplane. Can you, like, what would you just travel by boat everywhere? No, there's too many boat accidents. You would live in a house and never leave it, right? <laughs> yes. So Robert F. Kennedy's in-laws died in a plane wreck in Oklahoma. They crashed. They left the curse here. <laughs> Listen to this. They crashed in Union City, which is very close to Mustang, where our cousin Danae used to live. And I think our aunt and uncle live there still, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're not that close. Uh, to our aunt and uncle. But I think anyways. they live in Yukon. And oh. Danae lived in... I'm Mus- sorry. Our cousin lived in Mustang. Okay. So anyways, I mean, for those who've never heard of these cities, or I don't even know if you call them cities. If you've never heard of Oklahoma. <laughs> it's very close to Oklahoma City. It's very close to <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> it's in the state of Oklahoma. We're in the middle of the United States. Yeah. So... um. Uh, two of Robert F. Kennedy's siblings died in separate plane wrecks, and his very handsome nephew, R.I.P. J.F.K. Jr., died in a plane wreck with his wife and sister-in-law. Such a handsome man! Oh gosh, he was very good looking. But Carol's husband was close with J.F.K. Jr. Carol from Housewives. Mm-hmm. She was also very good friends with Caroline. Oh, wife. okay. So, and then her husband died like two weeks later. After the plane wreck killed everyone. And guess who was flying the airplane? The ghost of JFK Jr. <laughs> no, JFK Jr. was flying the oh, airplane. I thought you meant Carol's husband. <laughs> Cut this out. Ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going in. <laughs> Ask me again. <clears throat> so Ted Kennedy, Robert's brother, JFK's brother, survived a plane wreck on my birthday. June 19th. Not the same year, though. He survived the plane wreck in 1964. And I was born much later in 1968. (laughs) 1986. 1986. (laughs) My dyslexia was kicking in. My husband was born in 1968. We went to the moon in 1960. Did we? Uh, yeah, 1969. See, Sheridan's a random knowledge book. <laughs> I have a book. <laughs> you should see how I live she in is. the Enchanted Castle. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it weird that three of the five Kennedy-related plane deaths had something in common with us? I mean, their wrecks were in Oklahoma, near our family, and on, on your my birthday. birthday. <sighs> okay, now I'm scared. Wait, am I am I part of the Kennedy curse now? Uh, wait, am I a Kennedy heiress? <laughs> The conspiracies continue. We'll never know until somebody else dies and I get a whole bunch of cash dropped off at my house. Uh, Hopefully that'll happen either way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I feel like this is going rapidly out of hand. No, I'm bringing it back in. So some of the creepier non-death stories that I thought I would that I would add and you'd find interesting. And since this isn't a murder podcast, I thought I'd sprinkle them in. Sprinkle them, girl. <laughs> An O2 MFM. 
So Rosemary Kennedy is JFK's sister. She was institutionalized after a failed lobotomy for having learning difficulties, mood swings, and violent outbursts. At the also age- called just going through puberty. She was 23 when she had her lobotomy. Okay, so she wasn't going through puberty, but... <laughs> Or but, maybe she was. I don't know. But seriously. Okay. Like if you have learning difficulties and then imagine like how we would do homework with our dad growing up. And they just start jabbing things into our brain. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had all three symptoms. I'm sure our parents wanted to give us a lobotomy. <laughs> I know mom did. I know for sure when we did math and if mom was there, she'd be just telling us the answers. Oh, I remember begging our dad to just let our mom help us. I mean, the amount of crying when I see those memes, it just gives me hope and like gives me like a weird comfort to know that we were not the only children crying at the dining room table. I just want to send out a quick shout out to Matt because he was trying to teach us. He was a good dad. And we were bawling our eyes out, <laughs> just grinding those pencils into the dining table. But seriously, <laughs> there's so many little letters indented into that dining room I wish room we table. still had that dining room table. I know. All the tears. So and much math family problems. history. Mom probably burned it. <laughs> I wonder where that table is. <laughs> okay, okay. So Ted Kennedy, uh, back to him, drives off a bridge, drowning his 28-year-old passenger, Mary Jo Kopechny, in 1969. Regrets. He pled guilty to leaving the scene and was given two months suspended jail sentence. This is that movie. Yes. I was going to bring that Chappaquiddick up. Chappaquiddick or something? Yeah. How do you say it? Yeah. With Car- Car- uh, Kate Mara. Oh, Rooney Mara's she, sister? Yeah. She plays Mary Jo Kopechny. Who plays Ted? I don't know, but I was thinking we should watch this together. I would love to. Did I mean, I re- it was a very sensational case. Like, it haunted him the rest of his life. Did I really say the name of the movie right? I don't know how to say it because I, I intentionally did not put it the word in my story. Because it's a hard word. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I can't believe I even took a swing at it out of the thin air. I was going to also add that Ted is dead now. He died at 76 from brain cancer. I know. That's, I mean, he lived a long life. I, I don't. I mean, that's some crazy stuff that happened in his life that he lived with for a long time. Yeah. To me, usually it's more of a curse. If you actually were evil. And How old you, was he again? 76. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. So he wasn't a young chap He anymore. didn't totally get away from the curse unscathed, but he definitely. I mean, you're going to die one way or another. Well, and that curse haunted him. So what, what happened to her haunted him. Yeah. So, and I think he was one of the few Kennedys who was like on record who mentioned the that he might believe in the curse. Oh, Interesting. Okay. So Joseph P. Kennedy II, he is one of the sons of Robert F. Kennedy. They had 11 kids, by the way. Was in a car wreck in 1973, leaving his passenger, Pam Kelly, paralyzed from the chest down. I know. <laughs> Sheridan's face right now. It's, her eyes are bugging out of her head. That's why I'm, I was joking about the Taylor Swift thing. <clears throat> But it seems like a lot of these curse things happen to who they're Yeah, it's not... I mean, it was Jackie O's nephew, not a direct descendant from Kennedy, who got struck down at 40 from cancer. Like, that's so young. And cancer, I mean, gosh, now it's like getting a cold. William Kennedy Smith is a nephew to JFK, son of some other Kennedy child. I don't know. There's just too many to name. Um, 
was charged and acquitted of rape in 1991. Of course. There's some white privilege, too. I was going to say, another whiff of white male privilege. There are the well-known deaths, like the assassinations of JFK and Bobby, but then there are the recent deaths of grandchildren overdosing on drugs, suicide. There's One of them had a heart attack in a health club. I mean, this poor family. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. The amount of tragedies is on the high end, and they're like freak accident type things. So when the curse is brought up in the fa- to the family in interviews, they mostly seem to roll their eyes. But man, it seems really hard not to feel cursed. Yeah, and they probably definitely feel... Uh, that they're cursed or they probably probably believe in it but would you want to just keep talking about it in interviews all the time it's kind of bringing it to the forefront a little bit too much for me exactly it's like i've already dealt with enough do we have to always talk about yeah i know i'm cursed do i want to keep talking about this can we just talk about my cute outfit the ceiling fan is gonna fall on me (laughs) if i talk about it out loud it's like when i think there's a ghost in a room i will not acknowledge that I feel that there is because I think it'll do something to me. I totally do the same thing. So I can't think that's the same as like, I know, sometimes I'll be like, hey ghost, I know you're in here. Whatever. Okay, sorry, that's a whole nother topic. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Next week on Thanks Tiny Computer. Oh no, 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 no. Ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) But I agree, like, with what you were trying to say earlier and I kept cutting you off. I mean, there, every generation has like more than five kids so your odds are higher that you're gonna lose one i mean that's just the way it works right statistics yeah that that i did not take in college again math geniuses (laughs) (laughs) all families have their own dramas but this does seem extreme who knows if we had access like they did did would we be more adventurous remember when we went on the canoe adventure we knew we were on borrowed time and jumped ship (laughs) Would we, we would we have ditched the canoe if we grew up with the name that made us feel immortal? Uh, we wouldn't have got on that canoe if we knew we were cursed. We, but like you said earlier, you can't live your life like you're cursed. Okay, it's true. We wouldn't have got on that canoe if we were <laughs> cursed. I'm standing by both statements. We would not, uh, Taryn. We were really just being crazy that day. So Sheridan and I really wanted to go floating on the Illinois River. It's one of the things you do here in Oklahoma. And we could not get a group together for some reason. So we're like, we'll just go canoe by ourselves. It's a two-man canoe. We're adventurous young ladies. We got this. We're independent women. Oh, we're going to bring a dog with us in the rain? And no an problem. That's yeah. fine. Let's put a dog in an ice chest. We've never canoed. And on a moving river? And a big hunk of metal? This is fine. That metal will just bounce right off of tree logs. It's fine. Yeah, and we started bumping into things. My anxiety was so high, I started getting stomach cramps like I was going to have diarrhea. <laughs> also, it was raining. Lola started, the dog started getting freaked out. Mm-hmm. We, one point, we got turned backwards. And we were going backwards down the river. You don't think about that stuff whenever uh, you're going on moving water. Right. We just started fighting a little bit at one point we're like shut shut up shut we were just screaming at each other we were trying so hard to be good at canoeing but we just we were so unskilled and then we turned off we jumped ship we jumped ship we stopped at just a random stop along the river and taryn walked up and 
found a guy. Didn't we tell him a lie? Yeah, well, I said my sister's sick. <laughs> really? You were the sick one. I had to ask for help. <laughs> so so we lied and said that I was sick and needed a ride back. And, and we we got a ride back from some random float location. Oh, thank God. So anyways, I just wonder, like, if we knew we had people who are... We had endless amounts of money and we had the pull of a name, like... Would we be more adventurous? Probably. Also, we'd have access to, like, jet skis, our own private <laughs> helicopters. We show up to the Illinois River with jet <laughs> skis. <laughs> I'm just saying, yes, you're right. We would be more adventurous because we would buy really crazy recreational activities. Yeah, they all flew planes. Like, they would go skiing. You know, one guy ski- was skiing and hit his head and died. You know, like, it's just... They're doing things that, like, us regular folk don't do, you know? And maybe they really have accepted that they're going to die of this curse. They're just like, let's live it up. Yeah. I don't know. And they're asking for it. (laughs) So, anyways, yeah. The Kennedy curse. That was was my Google of the week. That was really good. I really liked it. Thanks. I got a lot of help from Wikipedia, CNN, other random conspiracy sites. There's tons of information on the Kennedy curse. I love getting in a deep, dark hole of conspiracy theories late at night. Me too. There's actually a podcast that like covers the whole Kennedy curse. I don't, I didn't look at the name. I didn't look, I didn't have time to listen to it. Research? What's that? (laughs) You can reference your tiny computer to find that podcast. I love it. So, yeah, that was really fun. I really liked it. That was so good. Thank you. I felt like you were a really good listener. (laughs) I'm very fascinated by that subject. Uh, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I really was excited. I know. I I tried to scale it back down after I realized how. No, I loved it. It made me feel, I was very excited to share my story. I felt like I found some, I mean, I just literally, it was a rabbit hole and that's where it led me. And I was like, oh, this is so fun. That's perfect. So do you have any tiny googs of the week? Um, I only wrote down one. You, I texted, I texted Sharon. I <gasps> okay, said, I, wrote, I only have one. And she's like, you better get another one. That's exactly, I sent it to her in a voice text. <laughs> and I said it like this. Um, I do have maybe two. Okay, I have two because you were such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't really, that's just my word of the day. Okay, mine my first one I really want to talk about because it's kind of funny and I want to see if you can think of one. Okay. Um, a friend posted on Facebook um, about post or I'm sorry, comment a band name but change one letter in it and make a new band and, and ruin the band name. Okay. Okay. So I was like, I want to play. And then I read how many comments were already and we had like 300 something Were comments. people so creative? So creative. And they came up with like almost every band. So then I was like, I want to play this game but i can't think of any bands so i googled like lists different types of lists of bands yeah like 80s bands 90s bands country bands i couldn't think of anything because so many people had taken all the most popular ones yeah so here's a couple of ones i came up with that i thought were really funny and i have to share with you because i have to toot my own horn she has a good home (laughs) okay missy elliott became pissy elliott (laughs) That's my rapper name, Pissy Elliot. Hot Hot Heat became Hot Hot Meat. <laughs> what about Pop Pop Meat? You Too can only change. Sh- you can only change one letter. Oh, got gotta be creative. Hot Hot Meat is 
It sounds like a, I want to meet sounds like a, uh, <laughs> the name of a Shalotsky's commercial. Um, Nora Jones became Nora Bones. That's good. Bjork became Fjork. <laughs> I love Fjork. I laugh at my own joke. I love that one. That is good. I did have a few people uh, heart or laugh emoji those. Um, That's all we need in life. Brooks and Dunn became Brooks and Dung. <laughs> Guys, stupid as joke. She's so happy. She's so pleased. All with right, herself. here's the last one. Okay, good. Nickel. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Nickel Creek became Pickle Creek. <laughs> I've never heard of Nickel Creek. Yes, you have. It's that little bluegrass band. The guy played the mandolin really, really intense up high. Oh yeah. Okay. I can't think of a single song, but I know that guy. I, I, I actually I know. know about. I know his name even because I have it stored around in What's my. What's his name? Chris Thiele. Chris Why Thiele? would I need Thiele? Thiele. Everybody. Thiele. <laughs> okay, that's my Goog. Tell me yours. I should have went first because I have two. Okay, I ha- I have in my search history little ones. Go, I, I have okay. one. I have a second one. So Devin and I were watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay, it's like it's a Nickelodeon show from like the early two thousands. It's one of his favorites that he watched with the kids. So he's like, you should watch it. For those who don't know, it's like an anime show about a little Avatar guy who. Is trying to master the elements. And Miller and I started it when you text me, but she, I think she was too out of it. Like, yeah, she was not really paying attention. Okay. Well, the avatar, Aang, has a flying bison mm-hmm. named Appa. Appa. He was inspired by the cat bus from my neighbor, Totoro. Oh, my God. When he showed up, we said, is that, Miller said, is that the cat bus? I know. And I said, well, he said it's a flying bison, so I don't think so. That's when I text you. I saw the cat bus, too. I was like, that looks just like the cat bus. I really think Sheridan and Miller will like this. Yeah, well, we tried, so we'll try it again. So, yeah, we're not done yet, but that I had to Google because I was like, I'm... Well, I started Googling it because I was like, this might be a good story about how they made the show. They tried to, like, bring in all different Asian cultures and beliefs and mythology and stuff, so... But I decided against it. Yeah, no, that was good. I have a second goose. A friend also posted on this. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you more names of fans I changed. (laughs) She posted a picture of this pizza. Uh And they said, I was so high. I forgot to, or I accidentally put extra crust instead of extra cheese. (laughs) And so they made the pizza tiny in the middle with like all this crust. Is that true? It was a real picture. I don't, oh my god! That's and so hilarious. I commented saying, "I love crust. I only <laughs> eat pizza to get to the crust and then dip it all in ranch." And so um, she was said something about, "Oh, oh!" I said, "I like crust from Sam and Ella's in Tahlequah. Yeah, I love their crust." And so I I mentioned that she's like, "Oh, sorry, I only ever eat pizza from like chain restaurants. I don't really even know." And I was like, "Excuse me, you've never in Tulsa we have so many good pizza restaurants." You've never had pizza from Hideaway, Piehole, Umberto's, Savastano's. Okay. I, I know. <laughs> but that was what my Goog of the week was. Different pizza places in Tulsa. <laughs> Shout out to locally owned pizza places. Andalini's. Andalini's. I said Andalini's. Oh, I said. Andalini's. 
uh elgin park even i actually no we love elgin park i know i was surprised i liked their pizza their pepperonis are a little greasy but i love their pizza those were just the main ones i put because there are tons of pizza places in tulsa but those are my favorites (laughs) i love you wanted me to have a second goo You, you seriously that's what this podcast is about pizza restaurants in Tulsa well it's funny last night I texted one of my good friends she's like a connoisseur of things that she enjoys eating so she knows like it, I know if I'm craving a specific thing and I know if she likes that because she's talked about it so I wanted meatloaf for dinner last night and I texted her I was like where where do you get takeout meatloaf because she's not a cook and she recommended, and I we went to Shiloh. Well, we didn't go to Shiloh's. I door dashed Shiloh's and Broken Arrow, and it was the bomb. That's amazing. And that it was she very knew. affordable. She actually hadn't had Shiloh's yet, but it was on her list to try their meatloaf. And I texted her, I was like, do it. So after I posted that list of all the different pizza places, she was like, well, I'm ashamed of myself for not eating more places. And I said, well, I'm ashamed of myself that I've eaten every pizza place. <laughs> I was like, this is not a competition, but I definitely win on the being ashamed of yourself because I was so like, are like, no, there are so many pizza places in Tulsa. You must eat at them. Anyway, so what's your second Goog of the week? TikTok. <laughs> you Googled about TikTok? Because so Sheridan and I really got into TikTok. We've learned to dance. I'll post. I'll actually. We'll oh, do um, excuse me. You have not. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to post this on our social media. Sharon and I practice and practice and practice the dance, like pouring sweat. And one of my friends was like, you guys, Chinese people are spying on us through TikTok. And I was like, oh, immediately so they get to watch me dance? Like how uninteresting and embarrassing for them. But so I Googled it. I mean, there's spo- the spokesperson for TikTok says... There's no data being sent to China, but who knows? I mean, honestly, though, I'm like, my life is so boring. I mean, I'm recording my life and putting it out on the internet. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't care if they watch me look like an idiot dancing on TikTok. I hope all of China listens to this podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. China. Mulan did not save all of China for them to not watch our TikToks. Or listen to our podcast. <laughs> so we're just putting that out into the universe, China. If you want to listen to Thanks Tiny Computer, this is for you. Yeah. So yeah, those uh, are some good tiny googs. Good job. Thanks. I'm sorry I didn't have a second real tiny goog, but I did look up all those pizza plates. <laughs> well, that's all we have for this week. Uh, we're probably going to build a website this week. <laughs> this is going to be fun. But oh. we're going to do a recommendations uh, page or you know yeah because we really do listen to a lot and we have a lot of favorites so yeah we'll put them on there so make sure you try try to find us now because we're on lots of different platforms top podcasts in the world top podcast (laughs) (laughs) putting it out into the universe okay bye guys bye so oh i just busted my tooth again (laughs) you did that last time didn't you yeah. What's wrong with me? You're <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>